Welcome back, Giants fans. We have the week number five preview versus the Green Bay Packers. I've been wanting to make this video earlier today, but I've just been busy AF. So here we are at 6.45 doing this. So sorry it's out a bit later than I wanted it, but it is what it is. So the Giants at 3-1 and one will play the Green Bay Packers technically on the road. They are also 3-1. and one. Of course, it's a London game. 9.30 Eastern Time. The Packers are favored by 8, which is not what you want to see as a Giants fan, but you never know. It's any given Sunday. Of course, you know, I would pick Green Bay to win this game logically, but the Giants have a chance if they really execute their game plan, but we have to see if the Giants can execute that correctly. If Saquon Barkley has a massive game, you never know. So we'll talk about it. Hope you guys enjoy leaving the comments what you expect for Sunday, and let's get into it. So we'll start with the injuries like we always do for these previews. Cordell Flott, cornerback for the Giants, out. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay, out. Aziz Ojolari, this one sucks. Calf injury, probably the same injury he had in the preseason. He's out, so that's a big loss, of course. Tyrod Taylor, concussion, out. We do have Daniel Jones, though, thank God. So it's not Davis Webb. Daniel Jones was taken off the injury report, that tough SOB. I got to give him credit. I definitely criticize Jones sometimes, and I'm kind of tough on him here and there, but you know what? The guy's very tough. I cannot take that from him. Evan Neal, full practice on Friday. He should be good to go. Wondell Robinson remains out, and Kadarius Toney. Oh my gosh. We'll talk about that in a sec. Leonard Williams got a limited practice every day this week. He is questionable, but it seems like he has a good chance, so hopefully he does. Kadarius Toney somehow hurt his other hamstring now. It's like, it's insane. Like he was nursing a hamstring issue and now it's a different hamstring. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's taken his last snap as a giant. I have no idea. It seems like it's hard to even imagine him playing football at this point. It's been, it's been crazy, but I want to see him out there. He's our most talented receiver by far, especially with Galladay being, you know, dust at this point. So Get out there, Tony, please. We need you. Um, Adrian Amos for the Packers. Safety, limited practice. I saw he left the game last week for a bit. I guess it wasn't a terrible injury, but we'll find out. Their rookie, Devontae Wyatt, did not practice the past two days. He is questionable, but it seems like everybody else that's really worth noting has a good shot to play. Elton Jenkins, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, Jair Alexander. The Packers are pretty much at full strength, but if they're missing their left tackle, of course, that is a big loss. So let's talk about the Packers and where they rank league-wide so far in this uh, relatively early season, four games in, but the Packers offensively, total yards-wise, they are sixth best in the NFL. Of course, that is great. For passing attempts, they have the 18th most passing attempts in football, 16th most passing yards, middle of the pack this year. Of course, when you think of an Aaron Rodgers-led team, you're thinking, oh, they'll be a top five passing offense, no doubt about it. But the Packers now have a new identity, and that, of course, coincides with losing Devontae Adams. But I just feel like they want to be a run-heavy team, rely on their defense. That's kind of their MO this year. Speaking of rushing, the Packers have the eighth most rushing attempts this year. They are seventh in yards, so they are more of a rushing team than a passing team. And in a game where they're favored by almost 10 points, you would think the Packers want to run the ball a lot in this matchup. The Packers defense ranks fifth best in yards allowed. Of course, that's really good. They have the third best passing defense, but the 22nd ranked rushing defense, which is... Great for the Giants because we can't pass the ball, but the Giants can run the ball. And I know Daniel Jones is off the injury report technically, but 
I don't know if this is going to be like full strength, 100% Daniel Jones. We'll see. But if DJ can run in this game and Saquon Barkley has, you know, another big game, like 150 yards, averages over five, six a carry, the Giants offense might be fine in this game. You think back to last week, of course, I'm sure a lot of you saw the Packers versus Patriots game, the four o'clock one. They went to overtime and the Patriots were without their top two quarterbacks. They didn't have Mac Jones. They went into that game with Brian Hoyer, their quarterback too. He got a concussion in the first quarter. They brought in this rookie, Bailey Zappi, and they brought the Packers to overtime. Now, the Patriots running backs last week had some success, just under five yards to carry for both of them. Damian Harris was 18 for 86 and a touchdown on the ground, 4.8 a carry, and Ramondre Stevenson was 14 carries for 66 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. Damian Harris, Ramondre, I like those guys, but they're not Saquon Barkley. So, Hopefully, this is a game where Saquon can pop off, but you would think the Packers will go all out to stop Saquon Barkley in this game. It'll kind of be like week two versus the Panthers, where they were able to hold Saquon in check for the most part. But as I said, the Packers' run defense so far a month into the season have struggled versus the run. If the Giants can keep that going and you know get four, five, six yards of carry, their offense might be fine in this game. I have a lot of questions about the Giants punching in touchdowns. That's been an issue this year. But hey, maybe they win on you know seven Graham Gano field goals. We'll find out. So let's take a look at some of the matchups now. We'll see how the Giants' offense could fare versus this Packers' defense. So the one guy that's really you got to watch out for who is now blossoming into a superstar is Rashawn Gary. By the way, fun fact, me and Rashawn Gary had lockers next to each other. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school, junior in high school. I don't know. It was only gym class. It wasn't like I was playing, you know, opposite defensive end of him. No, but it's still cool. It's like, holy crap, that's Rashawn Gary from high school. But anyway, so yeah, Rashawn's been a stud. They have, you know, Kenny Clark in the middle. He's a good player. Two good corners in Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes in year two. Usually Darnell Savage is good. Adrian Amos, of course, has had a really nice career. So the Packers defense up and down looks pretty damn good. Even Preston Smith, I think I forgot to mention him as well. But the Giants offensively, they might have their struggles passing the ball. And this might be a game where, like last week, the Giants ran the ball a ton of times. They ran the ball, like, what, 40-something times? They passed the ball 17 times last week or 16 times? It might be one of those games, especially if Barkley's running the ball well. The Giants' offensive line, pass-blocking-wise, has not been that great, but run-blocking-wise, they were awesome last week. They've been okay on the season. But the Giants, they are, you know, outside of Saquon, really starving for weapons. At tight end, they have Tanner Hudson, kind of a journeyman tight end. They have a rookie fourth-rounder, Daniel Bellinger. Wide receiver-wise, you're looking at Darius Slayton, who's not very reliable. You're looking at Richie James in the slot, looking at David Sills on the outside, a couple guys from the practice squad. It's not an ideal situation for the Giants receivers. But like last week, this might be a game where the Giants can run a few bootlegs, have some tight ends running open downfield, and, you know, Daniel Jones can make the easy throw for 15, 20 yards at some points. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure the Packers, once again, will go all out to stop the run, and that might give Daniel Jones some better looks. And there might be times where if Jones' ankle's feeling okay, he can run the read option and take it himself. We saw Daniel Jones last week had a couple of bootleg rollouts and ran those in for touchdowns. So I don't know if his ankle's feeling up for that. That's definitely a big part of this game. But assuming Daniel Jones feels okay, um, him running the ball can definitely be very effective in a matchup like this. Now for the Packers offense versus the Giants defense, we'll look at some of the matchups here. You would think that the cornerback wide receiver matchups will look something like 
I would assume, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm kind of confused now who the Packers' actual wide receiver one is because they have Alan Lazard who's been there the past few years, and he was supposed to be the guy to replace Devontae, not like, you know, legitimately replace Adams and put up 1,500 yards, but Lazard was supposed to be the wide receiver one for the Packers, but they have this rookie, Romeo Dobbs, who was like a fourth or fifth round pick, who has looked very impressive. They took Christian Watson in round two out of like North Dakota State. He's, you know, he's he's coming along. He had like offseason knee surgery, like a minor surgery. He's coming on a bit slower. But Romeo Dobbs has looked really good. He almost had a monster game last week, but he dropped a, a tough touchdown. He couldn't control the ground or whatever the hell it was. It was kind of like the Des Bryant play, honestly. So you have Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard as your outside receivers. Sammy Watkins on the IR, so don't worry about him. But Randall Cobb in the slot has looked pretty good so far this year. I feel like every time I see Randall Cobb, he kind of looks a bit spry. He's probably like only 30 years old. Randall Cobb is one of those guys that you think is like 35, but he's actually like 30. So um, yeah, Cobb is still, um, he's been in the league for like almost a decade, I feel like, but he's actually having a pretty good year. Aaron Rodgers, we know about him. Back-to-back MVPs. Um, I highly doubt he'll win it this year because as I said, they're not passing the ball as much. Rodgers, I think, already has three or four interceptions, and like Rodgers usually has like three or four interceptions on the entire season, so that's kind of surprising, but um, I think Rodgers legit last year had like 45 touchdowns, five interceptions. It's it's insane, but yeah, so Rodgers threw the pick six last week, so you don't see that very often. I would not count on that if you're a Giants fan, but my concern with Rodgers is that he knows how to read a defense so well, and Don Martindale, while he's a smart defensive coordinator and has had success versus Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, guys like that. I have concerns about this matchup because I feel like Aaron Rodgers will be able to see the blitz and set up his protections perfectly. Um, I think A.J. Dillon's a good pass blocker. I'm pretty sure Aaron Jones is pretty good at it as well. So they have good pass blocking running backs. But it's not like the Packers passing offense is elite like it has been in the past when it was like Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb, even Devontae Adams, all those guys. So, you know, it's not like that level. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, he'll find an open receiver. You know what I mean? Like sometimes guys will drop the ball or a young receiver will run the wrong route, things like that. But the Packers... As long as you have number 12 under center, they're going to be scary regardless. Their running backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Jones is more of like your, uh, he, he's just an all-around back, Aaron Jones. I don't want to say he's like a speedster because I, you don't see Aaron Jones break off like 70-yard rushing touchdowns. But Aaron Jones, I feel like, is faster than A.J. Dillon. He's more of an all-around guy. Um, Dylan's like a bigger version of Aaron Jones. He's more of like their thumper type guy. Dylan's got decent hands. He's good in short yardage situations. He's not going to break off any big runs, but AJ Dylan's definitely a solid back. He was a second round pick a couple years back. Robert Tanyan at tight end. He had a touchdown catch last week. He's been getting more involved coming off his ACL injury. So yeah, the Packers offense, once again, it's not as scary as it used to be, but it's still an offense that I fear. The Giants definitely have a tall task here. This, in my opinion, is like by far the best team the Giants have faced so far this year. Of course, Tennessee, I mean, they're two and two. They're okay, but like the Packers are at a different level than those teams. The Packers, if things go right, can actually be Super Bowl contenders. I don't feel the same way about the Titans or even the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. Now, a guy who once again could have a great game in this one, who's coming off maybe his best career game, is Dexter Lawrence. Now, especially if Leonard Williams plays in this game, that would help a lot. But the Packers' interior offensive line is not what it used to be. They don't have TJ Lang anymore. There's no more Corey Lindsley. It's not that same group. So the Packers' interior offensive line 
you know, they're a bit questionable. They don't have like the, you know, the guys who have been there for a long time and playing at a high level. It's not like that anymore. Their center, uh, I think his name is Josh Myers. He's okay, but they don't have any stud interior offensive linemen. Now, of course, the Giants corners, they will be tested in this game. Um, I feel like Adoree Jackson, after having a magnificent first couple weeks, has not been as good the last couple of games, so we'll see if he can get on track here. But they can attack guys like Darnay Holmes. The Giants lost Aaron Robinson, their corner, for possibly the entire season. There is no uh, Cordell Flott, as I mentioned, so now they're down to Fabian Moreau, who's been a nice surprise so far this year. He played very well last week. I feel like he's been good. He had a really big tackle on Christian McCaffrey in the second game. He had a game-saving, not a game-saving, well, maybe it was game-saving, but like a touchdown-saving tackle on McCaffrey. So Moreau's been really good this year. Don't know how long that will last, but let's enjoy it while it's there. But yeah, that's my concern, honestly. My concern, if, if I'm a Packers fan, my concern is stopping. Saquon Barkley. As a Giants fan, my concern is stopping the passing attack for the Packers. They, The Packers might look at the Giants' run D and go, oh, Dexter Lawrence is having a really good year. Leonard Williams might be back. Their linebackers aren't good, but having those two guys and Kayvon Thibodeau is going to help stop the run. It won't stop the Packers from running. They're not going to pass the ball 45 times and pass it 25 times, but you get what I mean. So overall, I mean, everyone's been saying this, but it's true. The Giants have to have one of those games where they control the time of possession. Saquon has to have a you know, 25, 30 carry game where he averages six yards a carry or something like that, right? The Giants have to have a you know, possibly big special teams play. Maybe they, you know, have a fake punt or something along those lines or just some type of fake field goal. I don't know, but like just somehow get themselves extra points by surprise or get themselves an extra possession by surprise. Maybe a surprise onside kick. I don't know, but the Giants will probably have to do something like that. But it's not impossible, and that's why they play the games. And if the Giants do win this game, I have said this on the live stream with the Entertainer, I do think if the Giants win this game, they will go to the playoffs. It's not like the NFC is that good in the first place. I don't think the Giants will win the division with how good Philly's playing right now. And even Dallas, they should get better as the year goes on. But I do think one of those three wildcard spots could be up for grabs. The NFC is not that great. So I do think if the Giants win this one and start off 4-1, and one, I think they can make the playoffs. I think they will. I don't know, but I think they'll make it. But we got to get there first. Got to get this win. And once again, I'm going to try to live stream this game. My lazy ass might not want to get out of bed, but assuming I am out of bed watching this game, I will try to live stream this game for you guys. So if you want to join me, feel free. It might be a good time. It might not. I'm not a morning person. We'll find out. Maybe you guys can like wake me up a bit. So um, I streamed the game versus the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. It was a good time. That was a night game. I'm more of a nighttime person, night owl. So we'll see how morning Mike handles Sunday morning. So that'll do it. The Giants looking to remain undefeated in London. They will have a tall task here with the Packers favored by eight points, but this is why they play the games, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see what happens. So anyway, I'm going to have my spread pick show for week five uploaded pretty soon after this one. So stay tuned for that. And if you're not interested, I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Let's go Giants.